0: Well, lots can happen in one week. Lots can happen in one day. Teachers on strike yesterday. They start their day in uh, the rotating strikes in a few different school divisions, including uh, Saskatoon, both Catholic and public. They're outside. They're trudging through the snow. At the end of the day, as they kick the snow off their boots, the phone rings, and it's the province. And they say, hey, why don't we sit down at the table? We've got a renewed mandate. We would like to discuss and see if we can get this contract settled. So, you know, right away, there's optimism and excitement. I think the, the union said the, uh, STF said they're cautiously optimistic about what this can mean. Now, since then, the province, there's a video that's been put out by education minister Jeremy Cockrell, and he's talking a lot about the wage offer. Because as we know, STF had offered 7% over three years. The, the, sorry, the province had offered 7% over three years. The STF had said, that's not enough. We need 2% a year for a four-year deal. So 8% over four. Plus we would like cost of living increases in there as well. And this is where, you know, you could draw. If you gave the exact cost of living increase calculated every year, you would be up around 23.5 or more percent. Now, the STF has said, hey, relax, this is our starting position, we're willing to bargain, let's come to the table. And so both sides have been fairly entrenched. Now we know the province has a new mandate, and they're coming to the table. What's your prediction? Are you thinking we're going to see a wage offer and a willingness to negotiate class complexity? I'm saying I will be absolutely shocked. I will sit in front of you and say I was wrong if we find out next week that that's on the table. Because I don't think the province is putting that on the table. I think the province has drawn a line in the sand and said, absolutely not when it comes to classroom complexity. They agree it's an issue. They don't want it in the collective agreement. And we're also now hearing that they're going to come back with a wage offer that essentially reflects what the MLAs have done. And remember, we talked about this about a week and a half ago. The MLAs have the ability to basically get cost of living increases that basically mirror cost of living. And so they made a decision where they would put a cap on it at 3%. So in a year like last year, where the cost of living increase was 6%, they've said we are going to take no more than three. It could be zero. So if there's no increase in the cost of living, it could be zero it can be no higher than three. So in the years that it's over that, they'll get three as a max. In the years that it's under, they'll get the actual number to reflect that. That is likely what we're going to see offered to the teachers. So if they want a four-year deal, the province is likely to say it would be three and three for last year and this year when we know the cost of living because it was 6% last year, and I think they're projecting four something for this year and then for the next two years it would be reflective of whatever that would be so that number is likely a lot smaller than i think what the stf had in mind and if classroom complexity is not on the table are they pushing back and walking away again is that the line in the sand or is there a money offer that could get the stf to say mm, you know what maybe we'll consider this i hate to say it but I'm not as cautiously optimistic that we're going to see a resolution here as the STF. What do you think? 1-877-332-8255. 332 is your prediction for this new mandate from the provincial government? Lots of, of text coming in. I appreciate the fact people are weighing in on this. Glenn in Saskatoon says about the teachers, their standard of living, don't forget, is subsidized by taxpayers. Why should taxpayers see their standard of living decrease through increased taxes to provide an increase to the teacher's standard of living. They're already in the top 10% of Saskatchewan wage earners. And by the way, I thought it wasn't about salaries. That's what Glenn in Saskatoon said. Jerry in Saskatoon says, Evan, since life is made up of compromise, what do the teachers think we should give up so that they have what they want. Is it health care? Is it essential services such as police, fire, roads, etc.? I understand cost of living, but there are 60 MLAs, not 13,000 like we have teachers. I'm retired. I don't get a cost of living, and I have to absorb inflation just like the rest of you. This is exactly the conversation we had with Heidi right is it comes down to who's going to pay for it how much is it going to cost where's the money going to come from and is it a, is it are we increasing taxes to do it people are feeling overtaxed there's a cost of living there's a cost of living crisis right now i've had conversations with a number of people who are retired who said think about being retired not having the ability to you know get a cost of living increase and then try and and live when food prices are going up, gas prices is going up, there's extra taxes here and there, all of these things. That's the complexity of what we're talking about. And so where's the balance? I don't like to be pessimistic. I would love to see a deal get done, although you and I will have less to talk about. is <laughs> not true. We'll be able to talk about many other things. I, I am just not feeling like Monday is going to be the aha moment that – a lot of people are hoping that it's going to be one eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. 8255 What do you think? What's, what is your prediction for this new mandate? Is it simply reflective of what the MLA's got? Is that what it is? Is that what we're going to see? Or is it going to be something deeper than that? Classroom complexity. Uh, do you, do you think I'm wrong? Is it going to be there? I don't think it is. I don't think we are going to see, I think we will see an election before we see classroom complexity in the collective agreement for teachers. But I could be wrong. 1-877-332-8255. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. All right, phones are ringing, texts are going off. I'm going to go to Corey in Saskatoon first. Thanks for calling in, Corey. What do you think? What's your prediction in terms of this this new rejuvenated breath of of air into the contract talks between teachers in the province?
1: Well, I'm glad because I have kids in school, and I hope they can get back to negotiating on both sides because I think it's a both sides issue. Not just a one-side issue, but I think we need to look at the entire contract uh, there, Evan. Yeah. Is that we, we have a group of people that work 197 days a year. They get 26 days a year. They work six hours a day. They get preparation time at work, you know, during those six hours a day. But I know that classroom complexion, and, and we're not talking class size. We're talking the, the individual in the school needs to get addressed.
0: Are you seeing that so, through your kids, Corey? Is Are they coming back with stories uh, that help you understand what complexity looks like?
1: Uh, the amount of tears we've had in our house has been substantial. Mm. They feel for the teachers. They also feel for their own learning environment. So I, I, I said to the producer there, I said, I, I'm kind of sitting on both sides of the fence. I can see both angles. But, I mean, we, we, we do have to look at some of these individuals like... I have a friend that's a speech pathologist and uh, she doesn't have enough time in her day to deal with the people that are out there um, but I also say it's a pretty good job for ninety grand a year and you only work half the year you know it's uh there, there's both sides of the story and I think so both sides need to come to the table and say, yeah, there's work we need to do for our kids but it's not just the teachers that are working for the kids. We also have to have the everybody working for the kids.
0: One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. What's your thoughts? What's your prediction? Do you think this new mandate from the provincial government is going to get us over the finish line? Is it going to be a meeting where we're going to see champagne popping at the end of the day on Monday? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I, like I really, I'm, I am sorry, but I just am. I feel like there's been conversation and this is part of the challenge when you bargain through the media, if you will, because there's been everything from radio ads to billboards to social media videos, and we watch both sides of it. So it's like, it feels like we're sitting at the bargaining table. It, you know, there was this discussion about, well, you know, the teachers saying, you know, they want cost of living. Um, the province not wanting to follow through with that. People pointing out, well, the MLAs get cost of living. Now we're going to see an advanced mandate coming from the province that will likely replicate what the MLAs took because they did concede cost of living to a maximum of 3% a year. So it's not a full reflection of cost of living. Is that going to be enough that the teachers will say, okay, it's been acknowledged, that's good. And, of course, the question is, If the province came back with a substantial money offer, substantial, like one that had the teachers go, wow, that's a lot of cash. Then the question is, is the classroom complexity issue still the hill to die on? Or do you take the money and move on? I mean, that is, and I think back to any of the the bargaining that I've done, if an employer wants to put pressure on a union, Give them something that starts dividing their membership, where some of the members say, hey, we we should take that deal. That deal looks good. When the union might have three or four things that they say, no, we want all of these in the contract or nothing. But you've got members that are pushing you to say, no, we want to take that deal. 1-877-332-8255. I'd love to hear your thoughts and your prediction for the mandate from the uh, provincial government. Your thoughts on where we're going to get? John is on the line in Saskatoon. John, what what's your thoughts on where we're at right now? Are you optimistic about Monday?
2: Uh, not with this government. No,
0: <laughs> You're not but. thinking we're going to get a deal.
2: But no, but the last the last uh, caller, I he better check his figures before he speaks on the radio. I think.
0: Okay, uh, what what uh, was it you took exception with?
2: Ninety thousand dollars here. What's the average teacher make? Your wife's a teacher.
0: Yeah. Well, I think the average teacher I've heard is somewhere around 88, but they start at like 57, I think.
2: That's correct. Right. My daughter is a vice principal and has two degrees and a master's,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and she's over a little over 90,000. Right.
0: Yeah. So maybe, I, I mean, lots of teachers. You're right, John. A lot of teachers who have just one degree, um, and I don't mean... I'm not belittling one degree, no. but in order to get a higher on the pay scale, they need to have more than one degree. Often, they need to have a master's degree to get there. Correct? That's
2: that's correct. Mm-hmm. And the government, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I'm, I uh, I was on a union for a lot of years. The government, you have to sit down at the table and negotiate. You can't do it on billboards. You can't do it on the media. You sit down at the table, okay? They're asking for cost of living. Well, maybe they're not going to get it. Maybe they're going to offer them something. But you can't do it on the media. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I don't think it works. I yeah. really don't.
0: You know, I, I mean, the the other issue, John. I appreciate you you calling in and providing different perspective on this. The other issue, and I mean, I didn't I didn't get into it because the reality is the workday. I would guess the work day is outlined at six hours in the classroom. I, I also know, uh, there is a ton of extra work that teachers do. It's not, it is not just as simple as six hours. Yeah. Some local agreements give them some time to do prep during school hours, but, uh, boy, especially elementary school tea. Well, high school too. There's at home marking and correcting and exam work. And there, there is a lot of work that is done outside of that. Doesn't change maybe your thoughts and prediction of what's going to happen on Monday. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and wrap up with your predictions for the new mandate for the provincial government when it comes to the teachers contract right here on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Well, thanks again for joining us this morning. The conversation continues. The weather's cleaned up a little bit, by the way. The snow has stopped in different parts of the province. But the uh, driving conditions, winter-like in many areas, except between Mortlach and about Herbert. That stretch of the number one highway, it has been closed. RCMP closed it early this morning, have not yet opened it, just checked, freshly checked the highway hotline, still closed. And there's a few semis that have had some problems in one spot there where it's a bit of a downhill grade. It's so slippery they can't stop. They're colliding with one another, a couple of jackknife. There's actually a couple of farmers out there with their tractors trying to help them out as well. The RCMP from both Moose Jaw and Morse, using extreme caution anywhere in the area. But that segment of the highway, though, still shut down, the Trans-Canada Highway, basically between Moose Jaw and Swift Current. So take that into consideration as you're out and about today. We're chatting about the teachers and our optimism, or lack thereof, in my case, whether or not this this, uh, newest step towards the bargaining table is going to be the step that gets the deal done. I'm not convinced that it will be, but you know what? There are people that think it is. Cameron and Regina, optimistic in his text, My prediction is that they will settle for a wage increase that's right between the ridiculously high demand of the teachers, the ridiculously low offer of the government, and the government will also commit to a guaranteed amount that will be earmarked with a deal for classroom complexity. Cameron, I hope you're right. i, I I'm doubtful. If I'm being completely honest, I'm doubtful. I don't think we're going to see classroom complexity as an offer, at least not on Monday, from the provincial government. I don't know that we'll get there. I just don't know that this government has an appetite for it. They've admitted that it's a problem, but they, I just don't know that they have an appetite. Cameron, I, I hope you're right. Les in Corning is with me. He says, I don't have faith that they're, we're going to get a deal. I don't have faith the teachers are going to accept the new offer because they still want class size embedded in the agreement. You're right. They do want that for sure. Mike in Saskatoon. This is a interesting text. Mike says, if the children of, of new Canadians are one of the causes of oversized classrooms, and, of course, classroom complexity. then the federal government needs to do their job, develop a formula for all provincial school systems across Canada, so EAs you know, are established, there's so many per school based on the number of registered immigrant students. These children absolutely have a right to be educated, and the federal government is responsible for immigration. This will not be solved overnight, but of course, we should have planned before the gates were opened as wide as they were. Appreciate everyone weighing in on this talk. Monday is the day. The teachers are back at the table, and we'll see. Is Cameron right or is Evan right? Or is the deal somewhere in the middle? You're listening to 980-CJME and
1: 650-CKOM.